Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome back to Right on Radio. Yes, you're seeing Tom, and it's not Tuesday. What? That's because Tuesday's show got preempted for something very, very, well, you saw the show yesterday. What am I talking about? I'm living in the future right now, Jesse. I need to get used to this. Sometimes we see into the future, but this time we're actually in the future. That's right. I mean, you can't make it more confusing, Jeff, for our audience. I know. Well, <laughs> yes, I can. I can by bringing on our guest who <laughs> talks about the future, who wrote the future. But now that future is in the past. It's almost historical. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it would be really easy to introduce him as Immortal Man. <laughs> but no, today... I'm going to introduce him as future faculty member of Right On You. Wow. His name is Tom Althaus, and he is the writer of the Immortal script, which was lifted and stolen by those Hollywood thugs who made The Matrix, and they blotched it, and Tom's movie is going to come out. Amen. Tom, welcome to Right On Radio. Thank you. And Jeff, you don't look a day older. <laughs> that's because we're only projecting into the future right now although this is actually in the past wow no this is great I, I'm this so is this is the matrix tom what are you doing to us i know and i'm gonna put on my graduation hat so there I <laughs> awesome that's great news thank you guys this is this is an honor this is really cool and yeah wow, uh, you know I keep seeing more and more what it is about stories. Really, it's all about stories. And here we are uh, bringing back a story, reclaiming it for God. And all of us have our stories. It's just, you know, it's about keeping those intact and sharing them and uh, coming together over those stories. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and Tom, you and I had a, had a great conversation on Sunday. I was, you know what? You just put so much joy in my heart on Sunday yeah. when we talked. Uh, we had a great talk and uh, that, you know, we carried on as it was loosely mentioned on air uh, about you because we've now launched right on you. And, uh, and you're talking about teaching some of like some really high level stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wanted to promote what you're doing. I think it's just and so important. It's time to get out of the box and for people, you know, that have the chops and the abilities. And like you said, you said, you know, we're not all equal. We're all, you know, certain ones of us have certain talents and abilities apart from others that have certain talents and abilities. And it really hit home. I wanted to really, you know, embrace that and say, you were absolutely right. And I changed my narrative where I've always been like, we're all this, all can write this stuff. No, we all have our different areas. So I, I yeah, I'm excited you're doing it. I'm excited to be a part of that. It's just, it's, it's thrilling. I mean, Layered thinking is something that just, you know, is starting to catch on and I, you know, it applies to business, it applies to art, sculpting, writing, you name it, even interpersonal relationships. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. You can actually stop a war through layered thinking and layer exchanges. And uh, I think, you know, adolescence actually prepares us for that. We prepare it. And instead we, we teach kids to, you know, suppress it, you'll get through this, the pimples and the uh, all the feelings you'll get through it, but it's actually preparing us to be layered thinking, charismatic, dynamic adults. So, yeah. So, Tom, I'm going to put you on a timeline. 
I want to launch your course at the beginning of May. All right, that sounds good. I like those deadlines. You're smart. Four weeks. Yeah. Four yeah. weeks. The website's built. We can get it up. I'm going to walk you through some of the things that we're that I've learned and, and how to create it uh, yeah. on the side and where to go from there. Jesse, are you as excited about me to have Tom as our first official faculty member? I, I absolutely am. I couldn't imagine somebody better. And I can't wait to take the course, too. Awesome. I know <laughs> it's gonna be so good. So. so cool! Yay! I'm excited. This is great. You know, I'm I'm feeling so lifted now. You guys have done so much, and you know the battle's on, but it's it's we're already on the victory field. Everything's just That's so right. good now. Time to lift humanity. Time to give glory to God and to give people the tools and the chops, things we've learned, and pass it on. So yeah. Yeah, I'm even telling jokes in my sleep now. So last night I was doing jokes in my sleep. I think you were in the car and I'm in the car in this dream. And I'm like doing this like joke, like da, 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 da. And you're like, Tom, Tom, come on. Laughing, you know, but it's like, yeah, now I'm even making material in my sleep. So. Well, if there's one thing our audience is convinced of, Tom, is you're, you're a genius, you know, but they're probably convinced you're somewhat eccentric. And that's where the magic comes from, quite honestly. And, and by the way, I encourage everybody to live an eccentric life. Like, yeah. you know don't strive to be normal don't that's right don't be boring it's like you know. is the new normal we just <laughs> <find it. laughs> like, what what do kids love kids love i mean I'm, i bet they gravitate to you guys all the time you know it's like like they do for me it's like if you look over here there's a whole fort built in the living room you know it's like of cushions and things like that you know silly dads playful dads playful moms it's like you know kids want they don't want to be bored you know, Angela's daughter's always like, I don't want to be bored. I don't want to be bored. So it's like, that's the thing. Adults won't, won't want to be bored either. And you notice like you walk into a room and people are like, yay, the party starts going. Because it's like, you know, you get to encourage people and jump around and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's um, that dynamic is good. Be a little centric, you know, have some mystery and some in flair. So, yeah. And, and permission to be childlike. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't give it up. No, 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 no. If the kids are wanting to be around, yeah, go ahead. Just. Sorry, I was just going to say we've lost a lot of that playfulness. Yes, why? Why do we? No, why? Yeah. It's because the propaganda media. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to bring it back with all the names he gives everybody. <laughs> that's, right. that's the funny thing, too, is that I'm being told by different media people now, it's like, you know, we're watching you. We, we do what you do. We do what you say. We're doing your techniques. It's like, they're actually wanting to be more like us. So it's like, you know, more yeah. lively, more exciting. That's why they throw parties. <laughs> and, and we have joy in our lives, you know, and, and people, listen, if, if you're walking around like, oh, yeah, I came home, I made dinner, I watched TV, I went to bed, I woke up, went to work. Da, da, da. Okay, uh, yeah, I want some of that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to be alive, man. Try something new. That's right. I would say to businesses too, let, let, your employees be dynamic at times. I mean, watch the results with, if you're, especially if you're in the hospitality industry or things like that, let them be dynamic. You know, you don't have to keep a tight rein on them. It, a lot of people go like, I'm just doing my job. Well, if you're saying you're just doing your job, then you're probably not really dynamic in your job or enjoying your job. How about, I love my job. I'm, I, this is what I love to do, you know? And if you're stuck in it, find something you'd love to do, you know, and you'll find I, the people who love to do it with you, probably. Yeah, I think it's that unique, those unique people, like those are the places I go back to for, you know, 
over and over and over again because you've got people you like you've got interesting individuals and you know i i was thinking of waiter staff when you were doing that and we had one the other day that just had me hysterically laughing you know they had seated us like it was a family place but we weren't far from where their bar was so the waiter came over and i've got you know all my children at the table and and he's like so boys he's like what can i get you a whiskey some bourbon <laughs> i just historically broke out laughing you know that's something too it's funny i i like jeff we're saying wearing many hats right it's like why not wouldn't it be fun if our society was structured where you could do a certain job like create and then do waitering for a waitressing for an hour just to meet people and mix it up and yeah. do something different and and also you know in you would do multi things go to help with the farming go help with this go help with the kids go help the guard duty whatever but it's like you know tracking whatever but it's like why not have multi hats enjoy having multi hats and have your kids see that too you know yeah. all these different possibilities why can't there be a program they try all kinds of things out you know and it's okay i i told aiden you know do what you love that's why i did soccer this year and really excelled he ended up you know starting the game at the end and uh, if you don't like it, you don't have to. He wants to do piano. Okay, let's try it. You know, a lot of parents probably are like this. Where it's, if you don't like it, you don't have to continue. And some people don't like that. Or they'll say, don't be a jack of all trades. I'm like, why not be a Renaissance man or woman? Go ahead. Right. And some things will naturally fall away, of course. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. But you know what it really is about meeting the right people? Being with the right people you love, then any chore is can be fun. So Tom, speaking of the right people, you've been getting offers coming in you, you last time you're on so is there anything materializing from this give us an update well i'm looking your direction right now you just gave me grab so it's <laughs> like yeah i want to definitely do this and i love the idea that you had it it sounds like it's you know um time effective where you put so much time in for um a good result a good return so it's, it's it just makes sense it just sounds that and that's that, there's some I just got to put out there there's some expectations Tom you know being faculty doesn't mean you just come and do like one course oh no faculty like, I, we're I, expecting I, like a lot of really great things you know I like the chair. <laughs> you are so my sister Jesse <laughs> <laughs> I like the chair I mean I what I was offered so far I'm responding to but if there's more need I'm there you know what it's like you can stay longer at the party okay all right yeah that's right there's well you know what we we creativity <laughs> part of our army we have a whole writer's block that's coming in and this might be just great training for them as well oh yeah oh i love that boy i love doing like when i was doing script doctoring and things like that that's the most fun helping people lift their ideas and have them come to fruition have you thought about this have you tried this have you thought about this and then extra layer we talked about layers in writing what is layers in writing what you're doing is basically think of it as you give as many options as possible for the audience to choose from while you're keeping your story intact, where it can go either way and let them choose all kinds of different ways. Give them a lot of options. The matrix, the way it was done, you saw Neo could fly and he can get away from trouble. There is no, the audience doesn't have much to go on. Okay, they'll just go like this. Okay, fly, let's fight, fly. You know, it's like, there's no, no layers. But if you have layers, then the audience is like, you could do that, you could go that, you could go that, maybe you should go back to that person. Do this, do this. Okay, I would choose this. Or I, you know, give them a lot of things and then they're so lost in all that, at the end, they're like, whoa, it's just all tied together with a bang. Didn't see that coming. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like juggling. Oh, you, know, 
you know what, Jesse, this brings me back. This is so important because not only as a writing skill, but as a thinking skill. Remember, Jesse, we did the, the, the training one episode a while ago, a few months ago on the strategic planning. So yeah. you've already calculated the end, but the tactical is all the options, but they're still going to get to that end. And so what you're offering, Tom, is something that someone could apply in their life mm -hmm. just to see all those options. You don't have to be a writer to want to do this. And it's just to get the best result in your life. Exactly. One of the things I always told even my, my sister was that, you know, always have options, always have options, always, you know, don't burn people, but always have options. And if you feel stuck and clam down, like it's over, there's always an option. If you have breath, there's an option, you know, and cultivate, you know, make sure your loved ones know you love them. You know, don't, don't put it off. If there's a shopping list of things to do or a checklist and you've got, you know, let loved ones know they mean something, put it on the top, you know, make sure they know. So, you know, well, conviction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get over coffee, you know, just let them know. So, yeah. And, and I have been helpful. so busy. I have not been communicating with my family. Uh, honestly. Wow. You just right. hit me, Tom. Grab the phone right now. Jesse and I can talk a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... we, we agree, Jeff. Your, your family needs that call. <laughs> You've got that warmth. I mean, we were talking on the other day. I, was like, I think it was yesterday I was on with Carmen and it was like, what is real masculinity? You've got it. So go ahead and flaunt it. Just go ahead and use it and let it out there. And your loved ones will love that. That you, you know, you are that masculine guy. What is masculinity? What does it really mean? I think it means being a, um, nurturing, warm, uh, courage. I think it takes a lot of courage to be um, a wonderful father, to be um, a loving spouse, to uh, actually lift and put people and family, you know, before you. And so you've got that warmth. I was just telling um, Angela yesterday too, Jeff's got that warmth about him, you know, that warmth, that calm with that, also that passion too. So it's, it's a great mix. It's like, we don't know when the jack in the box is coming out of the box you know it's like dun, 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 boom and there's another <laughs> fun moment, you know and then it's back to this warm calm again dun, 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 all right let's get back to you tom <laughs> oh yeah let's get back to you <laughs> writer's mind i can't you know you're like do i really want this guy on the faculty oh my god <laughs> it's toxic masculinity <laughs> he's politically correct nerd. Well, i, I, I gonna say a different word Let's, let's put each other on the spot right now. I want to do it real quick, okay? Just for fun, because we are we're bouncing things. We're friends. Jesse goes first. Good, no, I don't know if you can answer this I one. Say, Jesse, I, I think Tom was just about to bring Jeff to tears, which is why he redirected. Right. Here it is. Here's the question for men, okay? Men, we, a lot of us have lost our compass out there, right? I feel like there's a real ministry needed for men because it's like, I feel like they're thinking, okay, who am I supposed to be, you know? And it's like, is it okay for the male to have a quiet danger or to, don't, don't men usually give each other a signal of like, I'm cool, are you cool? Don't mess with <laughs> You know, it's like this whole like, <laughs> grab a ball. But it's like, you know, a ball. But the thing is like, you know, hey, you know, are we supposed to keep this carriage of like, hey, I'm tough. I was thinking of what was that, what was that movie they did um, where the guy had to, he was actually gay birdcage and he had to pretend how to be cool and like and he was like really overdoing it. it was very funny done by nathan lane very funny 
but what is real masculinity? And in our society, I think we're still a little bit in the stone age where we still have to give a kind of like a, you know, hey, the guys make contact, they say, there's actually a pecking order where they make contact and the first man to look away is the one that's supposed to be weaker. It's like, we could put our stones and sticks down and lead a new way of masculinity where we can just be confident, open, warm. And that's what I'm saying for you, Jeff. I think you're evolved beyond a lot of the guys and can lead away. So that's what I'm actually saying. Okay, so what was the question? The question is, do we need that danger? Do we need that? Do males still need to carry around in our time that kind of presence of like, don't mess with me or my family? Okay, I'm going to answer it because that's an important question. And and it's not just for men. I'm going to answer my opinion for both men and women. The two genders. I wanted to be very specific about that. Okay. The two genders, not 58. (laughs) <laughs> or 92 or whatever it is right, right now right, listen jeff you're excluding the plants in this huh no just <laughs> yes i'm excluding the plants look the title the, the tagline of this show is live right in the real world okay. one of the ways to live right in my opinion is to simply be real too many people and if, if you study sales you study psychology and stuff as i have uh, too many people are so consumed, like 80% of their day will be fixated on adjusting the way they think other people perceive them, well you know, and, and it's a complete waste of time. Yes. Uh, a wise man once told me, and, and truly it is a wise man <laughs> that t- told me, he said, Jeff, when you, when you think, when you're wondering what people think of you, they're not. Because they're too busy thinking about themselves. So just be yourself. Don't pretend to be someone else. If you're a little bit goofy, if you're a little bit nerdy, if you're who cares? People, the right people will latch on to you for that, male or female. You don't need to be bravado and, and listen, men, men do that exactly what you described, Tom. But women, listen, there's, I think it was a comedy sketch I saw one time and it was, you know, two women, they kind of walk up to each other and so, oh my goodness, so good to see you, love your shoes. And then, you know, they turn around, walk their own way, they both go, bitch, slut, you know, it's like, like, you know, be real. Right, right. You know, that's, that's very funny. I I love that you said that because my question to you and you caught me, my question was actually for men in general and I wanted you to feel it so you just did that beautifully and uh before Jesse comments I didn't want to throw out a thing I've been told by many women and this included pageant women they said Tom when a woman looks angry at you and Jesse correct me if I'm wrong but a woman will walk by you and if they like you they'll give you this mean look and like why do women do that why do they give a mean look when they're walking by it means they like you why are they looking mean because they're looking <laughs> like they're pissed off but can you explain that Jesse um, in my experience, that's not the case. If you oh. get a mean look from me, uh, especially if my eyes are green, you, you just better turn tail and run fast. <laughs> <You're being gentle. laughs> okay. Okay. So that's diplomacy genuine. causes confusion. So there's the genuine. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So I think when a woman is mad, usually she's mad, and it means you're in the doghouse. And the right thing to do would be to acknowledge that you hurt her and that you're sorry. And a lot of men don't do that. They don't um, humble themselves to ask that forgiveness and just to acknowledge and say, I'm sorry that I hurt you. 
And, right. you know, that's really what the woman, the anger is wanting that response, that drawing close to, you know, but if you don't do that, then it's only going to cause that, that bigger, wider chasm. You know, yeah, that's, that's that, anger, yeah. that anger does not <laughs> release easily. Jesse, I'm going to channel Brad Stein here for a second because we had that clip the other day and we don't say we're sorry because when we ask the woman, what does she say? It's fine. Oh, right. Oh, God. <laughs> and when she says it's fine, it's not fine. No, what she wants is for you to pursue, to, to really know the genuineness. Like she's testing are you genuinely sorry? If you're genuinely sorry, you're going to go past that wall and you're going to pursue her and be like, I am sorry. You mean everything to me. But if you don't, then that wall just stays up and you keep your label that she's mad at you. And All right, Jesse, you're speaking in code. And again, I must <laughs> interpret for the audience what she's really saying, men is how come you can't read my mind? <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I bring Jesse in on this? I mean, I'm- um, Angela? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah this <laughs> this is like, this just developed this way. It is perfect. Cause I mean, I'll be, guys like to fix it, right? And I'll be, how many times do I say to you, you know, let's just skip the end. Let's, let's not have any disagreements. Let's just make it good. Can we just hug? You know, it's like, you know, and it's like, guys just want to fix it, right? But you're right. The I'm fine. It's I like, love you, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> guys, yeah. But isn't it true? Guys are like, well, I don't want to get hurt. If I pursue, if like you said, Jesse, if I pursue, then I'm going to get hurt. You know, it's like, right, right. We, we want you to fix it, but we also expect you to just know how to do that. You okay. know, like we want to not have to sit there and tell you how to do it. Okay, I'm enrolled in Jeff's school now in your school. Can you and Angela write a manual for guys that explains, you know, uh, how to do this? And then we'll all have that manual and be able to do whatever you need. So I actually think I have a word of wisdom and I'm going to bring Angela in here and I'm going to ask Angela if she thinks this is right. Go ahead. So in the situation that Jesse just described, <laughs> failure is not an option. So that's the exact opposite of what I was going to say, Tom. <laughs> Thank you for that beautiful segue. Um, okay, An Angela, would the key be for the man to become vulnerable at that moment and say, hey, I don't know what's going on here, baby. <laughs> that's why I forgot the baby part. Thanks. Just put it in the book. <laughs> How many guys would want the manual? Go ahead. I think sometimes it's hard for them to listen. <laughs> Sorry, could you speak up? That's a good. No, I think I, we're cutting to a commercial. To listen. You know, it shouldn't be I necessarily the I'm sorry, but what should come next is what did I do? How can I fix it? Oh God. Okay. That's my and new then, mom. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm writing that one down. Yeah, that's really <laughs> that's I'm good. writing that down too. And, and I'll be using that before the end of the day. Guaranteed. This is the best program ever. Jesse, say it again. Go ahead, Angela. What were you going to say? What I want the wisdom. I'm going to write it down. What was the, what was the phrase, Jeff, for all guys? It's, what did I do wrong and how can I fix it? What did I do? I'm going to test that out. 
And, and, and it's clearly not, how did you perturb me? But what did I do? And not the skip to the end, let's not no. fight. And then be ready to listen and receive. Yes, the listen even and if, receive. Even if it hurts and it's not very nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know, I oh God, to, I need help. I went to six years old. Okay, guys. So I, I, I'm making a call out to someone who watches this program regularly. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dr. Carolyn, you are invited to become a faculty member. <laughs> Dr. Carolyn, we clearly need you. <laughs> so, Dr. Carolyn, you have my number. Reach out to me. I'm serious. <laughs> okay, so should it read this? <laughs> <laughs> Failure option, yes. <laughs> All right. Listen, this has been fun, but Tom, we've you're you're a, you're a great guy. You're an important person in this period of time. So I'm going to ask you a question just to keep us on track here a little bit. And, you know, you wrote a piece that, you know, turns out, in my opinion, Jesse believes it as well, was prophetic because it's all come true. Mm -hmm. Like right now, it's, it has all been manifesting. You created it in your mind and the spirit. You mm -hmm. downloaded it. It became manifest. Now it's a historical document. So, Tom, what do you feel like writing about for the next coming phase in humanity oh gosh well i want to do uh i've been called and said can you do matrix two or four i'm like yeah in a month i could um from that world but the this screenplay was actually written to be a part two you know it was supposed to leave it open-ended for a whole nother adventure and uh, what would come <clears throat> so, so where yeah. does it go where because we, we all want to know what's coming next tom well i think the world needs an example of what that's um better world could be you know what does it mean the whole industry has been basically based on um, disney passes around a book basically that's what is it called oh who knows you know the book where it's like the fairy tale book where uh boy gets girl boy loses girl it's they always made the writers follow the same model and that, that well it's it's the five scripts in hollywood right yeah yeah and we got to break that we got to break that glass on that and get out the real stuff and uh, real human so, stories right and layers do that i mean i'm not trying to taunt layer taunt layers but the thing is writing in layers that layers makes it that it's endless what's possible and we have to free ourselves up to do it right now writers have been shackled you know you got to follow this format no and these producers come in and say we got to follow this format um let them be free range but what's coming what can come it's like endless possibilities they actually said one contact talked to me when they're saying oh where's these other scripts i want to see these other scripts you know they push for them I said, I'm not going to show them right now, not until everything's set. Um, they would say, well, everything's been done under the sun. Can we please get rid of that phrase? It has not. We only touched the surface. You know, it's endless possibilities what could be created in storylines that have not been done. And Hollywood goes like, really? You know, it's like, yes, yes. You can ask a they're, child for something new. Yeah. They're channeling from the wrong tree. Right, Jesse? Yes, they are. <laughs> Definitely the wrong tree. <laughs> That's why I have 14 more and it's just like, you know, there's not going to be any end of it. Uh, Carmen yesterday actually asked me on the air. She said, what's one of the 14? And Angela was like, <gasps> and I was like, <gasps> it's like, we can't talk about that. But I gave a breeze over and even my mom got on the phone. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, well, you know, it's okay. We'll give, we'll give a little slice of the pie. So we actually talked about a little one. But what you find is when you're in that flow of it, where it just flows through and it's prophetic, it's pertinent too. It actually ties things together for our time now. So it's a great question you asked. 
What's next? Well, let me follow up then and get a little bit more specific. How do you, because in, in your immortal script, there's technology and technologies being used really for bad. It's, it's the court, it's what we're seeing now, the corporations, you know, becoming the state and mm -hmm. taking over. So how does technology play a role in this new good, brave world that we're going to come into? That is a great question. What we need to do is harness it and steer it down the river the way we want it to go, like a canoe or a kayak. We want it to go the way we want it to go. The writers can do that. What we can do is be guides. So you have the gift of writing. I know Jesse does too. So we have the gift of writing. Angela does too. We have the gift of writing. This is perfect. What a warrior room. But the thing is, we need to keep reins on that horse or that canoe. Well, we'll call it a kayak. Keep, you know, paddles on it. So that makes sense. Reins on the horse. That'll be good. Not down a river, down a road. Anyway, so here's the deal. My mind has to get it right. So what we do is if we steer the narrative on how that technology could be used through our writings, which then the world catches on, they're the first ones to see it the way it should be done, like the Neuralink and everything else. And then the corporations don't bastardize it and don't turn it into stripped down, uh, here's how we profit off it and here's how we make it into a device that suits us. Uh, why not show all the ramifications, good and bad, and what it could be do, what could be done for good, what the possibilities that are in the future for it too, all in one shot through art. Why not the writers display and, that? And that's the way to get it out in mass. Mm -hmm. right. You know, so that's using the tools that have been used against us, but using them for us. I love that, Tom. Yeah. And then the layers are shown. And who comes to see the movies? These very corporate heads and their families. So why not? release everything possible. I would love to have a session sometime, session on Neuralink. What are the what are the bad drawbacks of it? What are the possibilities? Let's just free fall it. I mean, it's already in, like you said, the screenplay already has it. I hold it up once or at least once, but there it is. And it's all in here. The good, the bad, the ugly, all there. And if you watch like, let's say um, Lonnie Uskman, uh, he's um, actually uh, not even, touching upon the surface of it. He'll talk about it and just go, well, you know, you'll have your memories and you'll be able to uh, have it just interfaced with your brain. And yeah, well, there's a lot more going on and we already have it from 92, 93. And right now it's exploding. And uh, we have that with other tech too. So yeah, well, we need to present the layers, everything all at once with a big bang for everybody to see in the world. And no I can't see any good in that technology. There is some good if it is used, uh, let's say we have, here's one spin of it or one possibility. People who have their abilities, you're the one that turned me on to the idea uh, that we are not all equal. Yeah, right. So what if one of us that are sort of quirky, eccentric actually say, I can handle this. My mind can handle this, plug me in and I will help with that library of memories and I will help others at sessions be able to download memories and put it into a library of memories. We would be amazing. That would be besting Alexandria, the library of Alexandria. What if we had a lifetime, uh, I mean, a library of memories of people, elderly, all kinds of people that treasures of their memories, their stories, right? That will lift humanity. And we can feel those and, and feel those. There's some really good stuff with it. We just can't let certain people claim it, own it, market it, package it, and stick it in us. We have to say, okay, we're the ones that create, came up with this. It seems, it's sort of part of prophecy, is it not? If the work is prophetic, 
then isn't the tech that's in it also prophetic? So isn't it there possibly for a purpose if we harness it properly? You know, if not harnessed properly, Matt, you've read Brave New World, right? I had to read that in high school. Oh, I can tell you the ramifications. Absolutely. Uh-uh. There, there are, I hope she's using the word right. But yeah, you could, Brave you could. Brave New World. Y'all, did anybody read Brave New World? Yeah. Imagine them keeping everybody even. Nobody's too smart. Nobody's too dumb. Everybody's just even. Well, here's some of the bad things. Yes, yeah, so you could yeah, erase. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, you, you could erase memories with this thing. You would actually tap into telepathy because basically you're just broadcasting. You'd be able to broadcast with this technology to another person's mind. And you just imagine if they've everybody's gotten that vaccine and they've you've got your operating system in your brain. I'm totally seeing it. You know, they're controlling you with your operating system from that you know, your DNA, and then you've got this neurally concerted, and then you've got, they're tapping into your operating system. I mean, can you just imagine? Now, here's the other part. This is great. I love this talk we're having. I'm glad it went this way. So I forgot. <laughs> is Alzheimer's. Wouldn't it be great for an Alzheimer's patient to have their memories replugged back in? Of lo- only the positive ones, the great ones. And they get to live those memories with you. You go and visit them. I'm here. Honey. That's kind of brilliant, Tom. That's kind of brilliant. Now, I, I don't like the anything being plugged in, but I must, I will admit, I do like the idea of those like Google glasses where you look at something on a shelf and you can pull up all the ingredients and stuff like that because it's usually in too small of a print for me to read it. So, you know, yeah. having to be able to get that information and or check out uh, instructions. If you're looking at buying something from the hardware store, you can see instructions. Do I want to buy this? Is it something I can do? You right. know, um, like they, I think there's some great stuff with technology and uh, the whole Google Glass thing, Surrey in the home, all that stuff is in here where the agents actually have the readout and all the, all the stuff is right in front of their faces and stuff like that. That's back in 92 too. Just didn't have the names yet. Didn't have the names that they wanted to market it with and package it with. But what if, it, well, we talked about interpersonal communication, right? What if a man and a woman have the thing where I'm going to read the phrase, what did I do wrong and how can I fix it? Okay, what if we could actually go, here, Angela, here's what I'm thinking. And it's like for a guy, that's gold. It's like, here's what I'm thinking. Pop, pop. <gasps> Honey, I love you. Or? Tom, that's a nightmare. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're not speaking for the male population. You're special. I know the male population probably like wanted, you know, the, the guy would have his mind someplace else, you know, and, and we'd be like, no, that was not the response we wanted. That's not emotional. I, I, I hear you, Jesse. It's like, okay, here, wrong one. It's like, this is all pickup lines. I'm seeing, like, I'm, I'm seeing you're in the middle of the situation and you've got, you're looking through your lens and all of a sudden, you know, man's looking at woman and he starts going do, 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 and it's triggering him to think oh. more quick, you know to evaluate the situation closed this is where you need to respond that way see that's to how me, you to me that sounds like you're saying electric shock for looking at another woman <laughs> well, no, <laughs> that's it the neuralink alarm for spouses it's see you're about to screw up royally <laughs> it, it, what it does is the man's mind is then broadcasted on a little speaker system so it's like you know Wow, she's really hot. It's like, you know. Listen, men and women are beautiful. I have a very simple rule. Of course, Jesse knows I have rules for everything. Yes, yes. Lots of- I love rules. I really do. Being such a rebel, it's weird that I love rules. But the rule is you're not responsible for the first look. If you keep engaging that look, that's two. Now you're in trouble. 
We'll ask the women, Jeff. Is that good? I mean, I already have one phrase written down. Okay, ladies, what do you think? Well, I crickets. I agree partly. Um, you, as you're walking, you can't help but get that first engagement, and you can't really control the thought that proceeds from it. But after that thought, you can control what comes next. So that's right. So you're not responsible for the first glance. If you continue to glance, if you continue to think, it's you know, or something like that. And spiritually, you're doing damage to that person as well, especially if it's a lustful thing. You're doing damage to yourself. You're doing damage to that person. Absolutely. Absolutely, yep. So, yeah. Women can feel it. Am I right? Like, if a guy is checking you out and looking up and down and that, you feel it. And it's the creepiest thing, even if he's a super good-looking yeah. stomach. Yeah. Like, this guy's a creep, you know? That's the thing, too. It's an opportunity for men to show how much they love the person they're with. I mean, if a, it, a, a woman coming towards you is the best thing to do, is to take that moment and look right at your person and tell them how much they mean to you. Or do that thing where you, you know, take the shoulder or, you know, take the hand or something and things like that. There's different things we can do. Hand on the small of the back. Yeah. You see, no, that's right. Yes, you know, where you, you turn it back towards the person you really love and the physical affection, brownie points for that, Tom. That's, Thanks. you gotta write that down. You know, All right. Okay. Adding the brownie points. <laughs> now this, so small the back. Yeah. Small the back. The small. S S H A L L. We are evolved. <laughs> well, I didn't expect this, Tom. This is a crazy show today. What I'll say is, God has a sense of humor. There you go. He so that's does. Not where I was going with a do 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 do. <laughs> well, do, well, <laughs> do, 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 what do, I was do. Saying, well, I was picturing was you were having one of those conflicts where the woman's shutting down because you're not hearing her. Mm. You know, you're you know you're not listening. Mm. You're She's speaking she's, about men in general. Right. It was Go ahead. for your. You're not listening, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, so. first look only. <laughs> <laughs> trigger the man to 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 think okay this is where i need to listen this is where i need to ask what was it what is it that's bothering you what was it like you had said what is it that i did you know right i'm gonna give you guys actually this you need to write down this key okay this this is vital to I need a new piece of paper <laughs> okay. here you go jeff i got one all right so the most valuable thing I learned as a chaplain is that, you know, it doesn't matter who or what conversation, if you ask somebody, how are you doing? Or, you know, like you're entering into the conversation within the first 30 seconds, they will tell you what the problem is, what they want to talk about, what they want to focus on. So wow. if, if the woman says, you know, if you're like, You've got this look on your face. What's wrong? All right. First 30 and, seconds. And, and she is completely silent. Yeah. But your her body language is saying, I'm mad. All you need to do is respond. Showing you're listening is responding to what you hear or see. So you just say, it looks to me like you're mad. Now she feels acknowledged. You've just acknowledged that feeling. If you know she says, I'm mad you know, or, you know, I can't believe you didn't do this, you know, then, you know, there was something she wanted me to do, or that was important to her. And, 
and you you focus on that whatever statement she makes whatever nonverbal statement she makes you acknowledge that and brownie points yeah so, that's well, the thing too go ahead Jeff. Go ahead, no Jeff. no go ahead tom well the thing is what does a guy do and this is for all guys if you're accused of things you didn't do and there's absolutes involved I've been told by many guys, like when I did shows, they'll we'll do shows where it's interactive, like Tony and Tina's wedding, where you interact with the audience. And these guys are always happy in the audience. And they go, you know, you guys look so happy together. He goes, the guys will inevitably always say, well, I tell her she's right. Even when she's not right, I tell her she's right. I always tell her she's right. Even when she's wrong, she's right. And that's what makes the relationship work. So it's an interesting thing in guy-girl relationships where you got to suck it up and say, I guess, you know, you're right, okay. Like you got two heads, you're right. I don't know, I think you Guys are concrete. So in that situation, like, you know, if if she's accused you of something that you feel is false about you, your natural reaction is to defend yourself because okay. it's untrue. You're right. focused on the truth. Yeah, honestly. What she's yeah. bringing forward is feeling. Yeah. She felt that you did whatever she's accusing you of doing. So what you have to do is acknowledge that feeling. It's not a matter of truth. You know, you just need to say, I'm sorry that, you know, that I said words that were mean. And know that she doesn't really think you're, you know, like it's her perception of you is not that you're the meanest man there ever is. Right. She's acknowledging her feelings. Well, that's and guys right. will take it as in she thinks I'm mean or she thinks I'm a jerk, you know, but she's expressing feelings. You're looking at the, tr- the truth. Yes, yes, yes. Go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. You're at. That's so cool. You said, I, Jeff, I love your celebration. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, come on. That was an admission. Yeah, because later, later what happens is he goes, I didn't really mean those things. I said those only because I was hurt or feeling this way. And it's like, I didn't really mean that. That was just speak that I used. And so if we get to that point, then it's like, oh, you didn't mean any of those things you said? No, you're not that at all. I'm like, oh my God. And so the guys are waiting for the hug moment. It's and like, then, yeah. Right, so if you just acknowledge the feelings of the very beginning, right? Okay, put that into a phrase. Put it into a phrase for guys. And then we're done with that one. Yeah, don't ask me to put it in a phrase. I've messed oh, up on this. Okay, we need a t-shirt. So um okay, t-shirts. For the faculty, know, faculty t-shirts. When your woman accuses you, no, it's not the truth, it's just her feeling. <laughs> that's really not bad. That's that's pretty good. I don't know. That's as close as I can get. So the escalation technique used in all sorts of situations. I mean, to get people to, you know. This is you know, I mean, I've, it's a very well-trained, te- you know, de-escalation technique, acknowledging the person's feelings. If you want to stop someone from jumping off a building or get their gun out of your That's face, right. it's just acknowledging their feeling because people <laughs> need their feelings acknowledged. Yeah. Okay, I can I can add to that from a guy perspective, and this is something that I've really it took me decades to learn, but you're absolutely right, Angela. And listen, you know, you you hear me on in this platform. If you meet me in real life, literally, I am nicknamed the man who needs no microphone because my voice can knock down walls. Like, I, you know, I I can I don't need a microphone in an auditorium to speak. And when to do what Angela is saying, 
the key for me, and I think most men, is to just lower your tone. And when you when you cut when you confront that, listen, I want to I want to listen to you. You have to bring your tone down. You can't use that masculine thing. You have to come down and say, okay, I really want to hear. And you say it in a vulnerable way. Right. And don't get all quiet. Quiet doesn't Yeah, work. silence is bad. It's bad. It just makes it's fuel on the fire. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what we say for. This is interesting. Wow. God moves. Yeah, your, si <laughs> your silence says to us that you don't want to hear or listen and that you don't care enough to hear or listen. Right. Silence bad, fire good. That's good. <laughs> well, having said all that, <laughs> it's it's funny because I as soon as we finish recording, it's usually the first thing that pops into my head is what I name the episode, you know, um, and then then I'll pull out something that came from the episode as a headline. That's kind of how I do it. I don't spend a lot of time on it, just literally what pops into my head. It definitely popped into my head about five minutes ago what to name this episode or what the headline is, rather. Men need help. <laughs> Well, I thought of something better. I mean, it could go all the way back to our conversation with Brad Stein and your joke about me, you know, that divorce was for all the captives, Jeff, not just between me and Satan. But, you know, you could just say Satan forgot to use the word, hey, baby. <laughs> there you go, baby, right? No, no. You know, this is good stuff. Because... In a low tone, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, you know what? I think it's useful for people going through stuff like we've all gone through, where you know, if you're on a limelight kind of thing where you're trying to make a difference, other powers sometimes try to divide you, and they'll play both sides. They divide, and that's the serious side of this issue. Um, how do you deal with that when they try to wear away at you and try to weasel in and try to pull you away from? The pillars that you uh, have in your life that you care about, including family. So these are good skills for that. You know how to weather the ship when it's in that storm, when you've been placed in a storm. So yeah, this has been good. Wow, that's been really good. You know what? So I just changed the title, and you're gonna have to wait to see what it is. Uh, okay. That's gonna be in the future. Although when you see it, I'll have done it in the past, not to add any confusion. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. you watching this are seeing it because it's in the future, That's but it's in our past. Welcome yeah. to the looking glass, people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, listen, Tom, Angela, thanks so much for being here. Uh, just want to give a quick shout out. There's always links in the description box. Please like, subscribe, you know, do the thumbs up thing, hit the notification. It actually helps the channel quite a bit. We're not running commercials from uh, through the channel with other people's advertisers. We're only going to advertise things we believe in. And just like the announcement yesterday, we believe in right on you. And we have just launched our first course in case you're watching these episodes out of order. It's available right now. You can go to right on you. That's R I G H T O N with the letter U dot podia P O D I A dot com right on you dot podia dot com the course is available we have a coupon that when you go to put in your credit card if this is something you're interested in 
Uh, it's the, the coupon is going to expire before the end of April. I'm not giving out the date, but it's going to expire before the end of April. And the coupon is actually for $100 off. So when you get into the part where you put in your credit card, really important, right above where you put in your credit card, there's a little thing that says use coupon. Click that and you have to get this right. The coupon is right hyphen on. So no spaces, right dash on. Put in right dash on, you're gonna save a hundred bucks. It's only for a short time. It's to bless this radio audience. We're not uh, outside of this radio audience. People could pay full price. And by the way, after you join the course and the course of course is called uh, Creating Wealth Through Stewardship. Jesse, you're gonna be excited to hear this because there's, there's a cost for the course. We've got the, the, it down as low as possible, but for a short time with a coupon, but here's the thing, after you join the course at the top of your page, after you're in the course, and I only suggest doing this after taking the course, because if you're going to promote something, you have to believe in it, but you can hit the affiliate tab and in a couple quick steps, you have to have a PayPal. You can actually recommend this course to your friends and you're going to get paid for doing it. You're going to get paid handsomely, like $60, well, $59 and change for each time you recommend this and get it. So, you know, you can have your course for free in a matter of time. So not only do we teach you how to steward and to help you and teach you how to start creating wealth, you can start creating wealth right with this course. What do you think, Jesse? Nope, that's amazing. I thought so. Yeah. I love and coming it. soon to write on you, Tom Althaus. <laughs> thinking. Wait, Eccentric genius. Extraordinaire. Yes, and Tom shall be doing the support group for men. Yes. Hey, and listen, uh, don't don't forget uh, there's the there's Jesse's Patreon. If you don't want to take the course but you still want to support Jesse directly, her her link is there. Um, and by the way, I want to thank everyone for who's been supporting the show. The link to support the show is there. That's just to help buy. We've actually I've registered some premium websites where we can have our backup channels for this. So a lot of stuff has been taken care of, um, and it's going to help fund some future equipment and things like that. And by the way, for those of you who have uh, done the sponsorship level, thank you very much. We're going to be getting your, you know, little time segments and that on this show. And it's going to be the best investment you ever made uh, into advertising anyways. I promise you that. Um, so thank you for listening. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community by anointing it. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.